Welcome back to Personal Puzzles Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Bill. And we're just gonna shoot the shit today. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. All right. All right. So, shall we talk a little bit about uh, the argument we had last night? Last night when we were trying to record? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Where I, I, I felt a little frustrated with you. Yeah, why were you frustrated? Were you frustrated with me? Uh, I think you were frustrated at the beginning far more than you admit. Probably. I feel like I was just frustrating. <laughs> I was just frustrated about recording in general because it's like you had an idea of what you wanted to talk about and then you were like going back on the idea and then because you didn't seem like like into it yeah and you were like unsure about what to do and i was like well let's just do it yeah but that that doesn't that might work for you i know but that style doesn't really work for me so the the conversation i wanted to have was divorce because i think it's really important that people acknowledge that you do sometimes think about divorce or you talk about divorce and it can be a normal part of a relationship and when I presented that idea to you you were like okay and then your face was like just nothing and that's what I was looking at the whole time I was trying to talk and begin this podcast was like flat face Mm. nothing it's really hard to have a conversation with that Mm. okay I feel like I was flat faced because I'm trying, I was probably trying to like not seem frustrated because like I don't do well with indecisiveness. And then, and then so like when it's, when it's like, okay, we're, we're about to record and and we're recording and we have to like stop and go back two or three times because you're feeling like uncertain about the conversation then i like start to get more and more but annoyed you were already annoyed at the beginning so like i kind of got that vibe and sh- sorry hold on she's trying to get my crochet animal she wants to play with it mm. because she wants to play she's as fine. she always does she's when fine. we're recording yeah. um karma's good she's she'll survive Go later. Anyway, um, it's hard for me to have that conversation when I already knew that you were frustrated, but like you try to hide your frustration and you're really, it's not going to work on me because mm. I've been around the block with you a few times. I know when you're irritated. I don't think, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not trying to hide it because clearly you can like, you can see it. I just... I was just annoyed because again the the indecisiveness going into the recording for me it feels like there was zero decisiveness to begin with if we don't have a topic or a plan in which the direction right. that we're gonna go i need some sort of direction yeah i don't and that's what what like i i've never been the type of person to be like okay like here's a fucking plan. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to just do this. And then I just go one day at a time and just like figure it out. I don't like, I have like a goal, but I don't ever have like 
pathways to get there, I just kind of fucking steamroll to it. I you need to I have mean? some sort of formulated <laughs> direction to go in. So this is now keep in mind what people don't know is that we've pretty much recorded every episode like twice. So yeah. this happens pretty much every single time we go to record. Mm-hmm. We start recording. It's not going how I want it to go. I get all frustrated. Bill gets frustrated with me. We have to stop the recording. Then we have to start again. Yeah, or we have to like go back in the recording and see where you lost your train of thought. Yeah, that's just like my ADHD brain, though. Mm-hmm. Like, and I also think that when I'm trying to push the conversation forward because I'm getting this like no response face from you I start searching for (laughs) what I don't give you a no response face all the time when you're losing your way a lot of the time I'm pushing a conversation because I feel like you don't like you're like silent and you're just that's not true that's not true at all. That's how I feel, and no, that's how it comes you've, off. You've admitted numerous times to me that you start to disassociate from a conversation. Yeah, I'm disassociating because I'm like done with my part of the conversation, and then like I'm looking at you, or like, are you gonna come into the conversation right now? I, I don't. And you, I'm, I go looking at you like, okay, yeah, now's your turn, like. Pick it up. Okay, yeah, I I know that, but like I don't. I also don't think that that is a part of it. Okay, that might be some part of it, but I don't think it's the majority of it. How are you gonna tell me what when I'm disassociating and why I'm disassociating? You told me like the last few episodes where you're like, I feel like it's just you talking, and because it's just me talking, you don't have anything to say about anything. So then you start to like veer away from it. Like your mind goes elsewhere, and then you you're like you have a thought, and then you lose the thought. I don't even think I have a thought. I think I just go like I go to open my mouth to say something mm-hmm. and there is nothing there. And then yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. And the thing that, about this media is that you can be silent and think about what you're going to say, because then I could just go back and like cut that silence out. And but you, you don't always. Not always. Like, yeah. Because sometimes. Ugh. Yeah. And that's. Listen to thing. me pausing. Yeah. And searching for my words. That's something you have to, to work out and like be OK with. Because sometimes like the reason why I leave it in there is for like storytelling purposes, because the cut doesn't make sense or it sounds weird or it sounds robotic. So then I'm just like, all right, well, it's better just to leave this like short snippet of like, "Mm, I don't know where my brain's at. Let me collect my thoughts and then getting it back on track. And like, that's okay. But I I feel like back to what I was saying, though, is that when it comes to conversations, like I'm I just go with like I just roll with it. And like, I, I don't. But this isn't just a conversation. Like right. this is like a recorded conversation that yes. uh, don't roll your eyes at me and say because yes. you weren't letting <laughs> you weren't letting me get to my point. Okay, continue on. You you get to your point. Okay, thank you. Um, see now this is where it happens, right? Because, where you lose your yeah. Well, so basically what I was trying to say is that like I I am just a natural converser. Like I can have conversations with people. I feel like I'm a pretty good interviewer. I, I'm good at interviewing. I'm good at like flowing through a conversation. Sometimes maybe 
if I were to do like some self observations, uh, maybe I talk a little bit too much in conversations. <laughs> And people are probably like looking for ways to like pull the ripcord out of the conversation. Um, because I, and you know this, I have a very hard time breaking rapport with people. Yes. I mean, there was times where, you know, when we first moved back and I was teaching at uh, an MMA gym in Warminster and like, I want to get home till like 1130 at night because I'd spend like an hour and a half, two hours talking yeah, and it would irritate the, up with, with the shit owner. out of yeah. me because I'd be like, "Are you coming home? Like, am I ever gonna see you tonight? Mm-hmm. Well, you, I know you were done like two hours ago. Mm-hmm. What could you possibly be doing?" Yeah. But always with the talking, you're and you'll talk to anybody. No, Pre- uh, you'll have a conversation with. I you can have a conversation with pretty much anybody. Yeah, and that sometimes I just can't. yeah and like the thing for me is i don't operate on structure i'm just kind of like i'm all i feel like i'm a walking improv like just like a walking improv show where i'm just like yeah and that stresses me the fuck out yeah i need having structure stresses me out i i don't need like a a crazy amount of structure but like start at least a start yeah no see not even me like i i just gotta like even with my schoolwork you know like writing papers people like i forget what they're like web diagrams and shit like that uh, for like creative writing I'm yeah like, mm, no i'm just gonna start like letting my brain spill shit out and then i'll just keep writing until i have 10 pages of of some like a script for creative writing and, <clears throat> and see where it's at and if it doesn't make sense <coughs> excuse me <coughs> It was a corn kernel. <laughs> a popcorn, popcorn kernel? Yeah, a popcorn kernel. Tickle in the back of your throat? Yeah. That's what she said. Uh, um, you know, like, I would just start writing a script out, and then, you know, three hours later, I have a bunch of pages, and then I go back, and I'm like, mm, no, none I can't. of this shit makes sense, I so can't. let me fix it. And then I would go back and, like, rewrite it and, like, do some rewrites and stuff. That's how I operate, like brain dump. See, I brain dump. dump. No, I brain dump, but I like organize the brain dump. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm doing my team meeting, um, I have to do monthly team meeting um, slideshows and they're not anything big and special, but they need to be organized in a certain way. And I can't even like, I literally can't even get myself started. I I need to lay it all out and like put the little pieces like I'm going to do this here and I'm going to talk about this on the next slide or whatever and then I'll flesh it out. Mm -hmm. I need like little pit stops to keep my brain like, oh, yeah, that's what we're doing. I can't just go with the flow, man. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like everything i do it's like a little bit of a performance in terms of like what i've done professionally even from like teaching firearms to teaching martial arts to teaching now like doing the dog training stuff um and i'm usually up in a group of people and i'm performing like i'm telling stories i'm making connections like these are things that i do on a daily basis so like of course i'm good at it yeah but it's not any i'm performing too i'm teaching yoga i'm talking to clients i'm not saying i'm not saying this in any particular way or to like disprove no no i know i know i'm just saying like 
I have those same experiences, but for me, it's so draining that when it comes to anything else that requires me to forward think in that way, like mm-hmm. work is a performance in a certain way. Like I have to behave in a certain way and maintain a certain I don't know a certain face I don't know what the word I'm looking for is but facade I have to maintain a certain certain facade and then if I have to come home and we do this my brain's already so burnt out on trying to behave a certain way in front of people that I need some sort of guidance. Mm, yeah. Yeah, for me, having that, like, preparation is, is like, a burning out. Like, I remember when I was doing... <clears throat> when I was doing um, public speaking and, um, like, preparing my speech for public speaking and, like, mm. doing the rehearsing and stuff. Um like that is that's like the most preparation I've ever done for anything in my life in terms of like schooling and teaching and shit like that where I was like okay um, I'm just gonna sit here and practice the speech in the mirror just so I have like my talking points and stuff so I'm not going uh um uh right uh um uh so I have like all my thoughts in collections so I don't have to have these like filler words and stuff but I don't know I just I just prefer not to be spending my time again I'm a doer I'm not a I'm not a prepper I'm not a preparer oh, I'm s- see I'm not either but I am at the same time like I think about like packing things like mm-hmm. I take forever or I wait until the last possible moment to pack but I have a list mm-hmm. that I've been forming for the past four or five days so it's kind of last minute but i know that in that last minute i know exactly what i need to do yeah i need to be prepared for that moment itself so that's why i like make my list and stuff okay so now i'm packing i don't have to worry about what i need to pack i already know xyz and i just need to grab it and that's it so that way in the moment it's super quick so that's kind of how i feel about this like i need my packing list so that i can like okay we're going to talk about this. I'm good. I have my plan. So how are we going to do this since we're so different? I've already told you, you can drive the bus if you want to. Yeah, but I'm not good at driving the bus. <laughs> yeah, I know. So why don't you come up with, how about this then? How about you come up with the shit that you want to talk about and then you give it to me and then I drive the bus. Okay. Sounds good. Well, I want to talk about divorce, so. Okay. Here you go. You want me to drive the bus talking (laughs) about divorce? (laughs) Okay. You just said that you would. All right. Well, why do you want to talk about divorce other than the fact that you're like, okay, you kind of want to normalize the idea that like people in relationships sometimes think about divorce um i mean that's the main reason why i want to talk about it because i think that 
it can feel so demoralizing when you're in that moment, like that moment of feeling like it's a failure, right? Mm -hmm. Like that feels like failure. The whole purpose of getting married is to not get divorced. And when you're already so deep into a relationship or into a, a deep hole that you're at the point of thinking about divorce, you already feel shitty. So then on top of feeling shitty, now you feel extra shitty because it's also a failure that you didn't, I mean, not that anybody plans to fail, but the whole purpose was the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Like for rich or poor, sick and health. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a very personal view of divorce though, because I feel like some people get divorces mutually and I think some people get divorces because they're they're really not happy together no matter like the work that they've tried to do and I I think the reason why I say I think that's a personal view of divorce is because you come from yeah I I come uh, from a family uh, where divorce divorce has been a part of my life my parents are divorced and my family a lot of them have been through divorces. I mean, also being in the military, you mm-hmm. being in the military and seeing a lot of divorces. divorces through the military. I do think for my own personal feeling like it would feel like a failure, but I'm not saying that divorce is necessarily a failure of a relationship. I'm just saying that when you're in that moment, it can feel that bad because it can feel like a possible failure. Like, even if you are getting divorced, I think that that is potentially something that still comes up. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it's not the right choice for everybody or not the right, it might be the right choice for some people. Um, And I think that there are other relationships that potentially if given the right tools, divorce, may not have happened Mm -hmm. and i think we were at a point in our relationship that last time that we talked about divorce and it was really a serious option for us i i would say it was more of an option for me than you i think it's always been more of an option for you than me Mm -hmm. but i think that in the time that we almost we seriously talked about it around Christmas time. I was definitely devastated, but I yeah, was... That was, a weird, that was a weird Christmas for me. Yeah, because you were with my family and mm. everybody knew that we weren't in a great place. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed and sad and didn't want a divorce, but I also knew that we couldn't continue on the way that we were, and I knew how unhappy you were and I think it I I think you don't realize how much of a reality it was for me I mean I had a savings account yeah but that was before we even but I was putting money in there just in case we got divorced and this might be new news to you I knew you had a savings account okay so I was preparing Mm -hmm. so I, I, I think I didn't want it to happen, but I was preparing for the possibility that it could because I couldn't continue living the way that I was living in the arguments and 
I mean, it almost felt like hatred towards me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, again, we've talked a little bit about this, about my level of resentment towards you and feeling stuck. And there was also like, I didn't feel like anything I did was recognized. Uh, I always, I always felt underappreciated in the things because everything I ever did was to make you feel happy about the relationship, the therapy, the couples therapy, the things that I was doing. And like nothing I ever did felt like I, or like, you know, keeping a job to make you feel better about the financial situations. Um, you know, uh, meanwhile, like going through all the emotional struggles I was going through at the time, uh, just made me not want to be in a relationship. I mean, I, there, there's times where like, I, I still feel like, uh, I, like I'd rather just be alone because it's just easier. I feel like it would just be easier, you know. Yeah. Um. It would be easier, but yeah. In some ways, maybe, but not in all the ways. Right, and I always say like if we were ever to get a divorce, like I would never get married again. Like, I know. I would never get married again. It still hurts me a little when like I know that you don't mean it personally, and it's mm. not anything to do with me, but it still kind of is like you wanting to be alone but i get it i do get it because there well there are times that i just want to be alone too but mm -hmm. not so much recently but i understand that it makes it easier to do a lot of things that you would then otherwise have to consider somebody yeah, well, not, yeah well not even that but like <sighs> emotional consideration you know like i I'm not always in the best place to mm. be emotionally considerate. So I I think it's just there there's times where it's just like, oh well if I never if I didn't have anyone to be emotionally considered about, you know, like I think that's partially like ADHD brain mm -hmm. because Well, there's also things too where I uh like I was talking in therapy today with my therapist about how I miss opportunities to be compassionate. Mm. Um, and because I don't, I don't do good with compassion because I spend a lot of time in the logical brain um, where I'm like, well, you know, if something's fucked, like do something about it and stop complaining about it. And, and like one of the things I talked about was when you went to CrossFit, but you got stuck in traffic and then you didn't go to CrossFit because you were going to be late. So then you came home and then like, instead of me like being compassionate in that moment, I just said, okay. And you hate when I say, okay, <laughs> um, because I had particular feelings about it. And those feelings were, well, if I was going to the gym, I would have just showed up late and like still did it because I, I do that. Um, but that's your gym. I haven't. Right, right. I, I, I know. And this is what I, this is why I'm saying I missed an opportunity yeah. to practice compassion. Yeah. Because I, again, projected my own personal methods and feelings and thoughts into your situation. Yeah. Where it's like, and my therapist showed me this video that I thought was pretty funny where it was like this chick and she has a nail in her head and she's talking about how she feels all this pressure 
in her head and she's got these like serious headaches and her husband's like listening to her talk and he's like well i think it's because you got a nail in your forehead if you just took the nail out she says it's not about the nail and he goes yeah but if you just took the nail out i think you'd feel better and she's like are you not listening to me it's not about the nail and he goes yeah but like if you just took the nail out of your head it would be fine and then she and then like it just kept getting into an argument and then she's like i just want you to listen and he, and and she tells him about like how she gets all these headaches again. He goes, man, sounds like that's really hard. And she says, thank you. <laughs> and I was, and, and she showed me that to like, show me like an example of how people can be compassionate. Um, well, without I, like trying to fix or like be judgmental or anything like that. I think you've seen that in and like a really big moment in our relationship was when you called me and after being through like group therapy or mm-hmm. going through a therapy session. Yeah, well, I was going through when, when I was with the other veterans in the residential program for PTSD, uh, I was going through group therapy. And they were telling me about their their wives and their relationships and like how checked out their wives were and like how like ready their wives were ready to skip yeah and, and leave the relationship it gave me perspective of of you and our relationship well uh, i mean and all i really had been wanting was for you to see me like mm-hmm. it's literally that nail video like mm-hmm. i just kept being like yeah but i'm doing this and i feel like this and i feel like i feel like i feel mm-hmm. you're like yeah but it's like this yeah and then finally when you called me you're like you just acknowledged me and my feelings and a lot of what i had gone through with you mm-hmm. and like it took all my resentment away like instantaneously like that's all i was like who is this this is what i've been wanting to hear and it wasn't even i think most of the time in the argument and i think it's common in a lot of arguments like i'm giving you the words to say and then when you say them back to me i'm like that's not what i want to hear or like you don't mean it because i told you to say it (laughs) and why are you laughing because that happens no i just think that's funny because it does happen Mm -hmm. but when you called me from the program i wasn't expecting it at all i really was we were in a point where we were either gonna stay together or we weren't gonna stay together and to hear that from you really made me feel like we could make it Mm mm-hmm well, every time that I ever brought up divorce, it was always for the same reason. It was because you didn't feel like I loved you and you didn't feel like you you weren't getting the things from me that you needed. And I would always get very defensive about that. And I would always be like, well, if you're not getting that from me and, and you think you need these things, and I thought you needed these things, and I at the time didn't feel capable of giving these things, N- nor did I felt desire to. Uh, I I was like, well, then just go be with someone who is able to do those things for you. The whole time I knew that you could give me those things that I was looking for. It was really just compassion mm-hmm. and 
a partner, but I do know that I also need to control a lot of things. So I put that on the relationship and try to control you as part of the relationship to or tell you what to do to get to the point that I thought our relationship was supposed to be at or what I wanted from our relationship. And yeah, I've lost this time. I really did lose my train of thought. <laughs> um, just that the control that I tried to put on you, I do know that that played a role in not wanting to do things or feel like things were good enough because I was constantly putting more things or more, not even expectations. They were beyond expectations or I guess demands. Mm-hmm. And that's where I had to also learn to trust. Like I didn't trust you before really that's what it was i didn't trust you to make decisions that took both of us into consideration which i think you i i think was fair yeah i mean i i I do think that's fair i think that's fair uh to say again because there were there were things that i could have done that were it was going to be for the both of us but you didn't want like the whole like me going into freelance work or like moving to uh to atlanta georgia to work in freelance and uh, stuff like that like you you had very specific things that you wanted to do to make you feel good like like I, like we said you didn't want to move further away from your family so then that restricted my options so I just but, think we both wanted things and we weren't willing to take the other one into consideration mm-hmm. and I and again I think that is I think that is a product of two 24 year olds to a 24 year old and a 25 year old being married yeah i agree and a lot of even in growth in myself was actually through work and with you like i was getting similar feedback at work about my personality Mm -hmm. that i was getting feedback from you but i didn't really give you credit for calling me on my shit because I just felt like you were calling me on shit just to call me on it and then when I started hearing more people say things I had to take a good look at myself and consider my own way of communicating (laughs) and it took a long time it took a couple years but I mean really the turning point for us was when you went into the residential program and both of us I think got time away from each other and time to consider what life would be like without the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'll also say too that like I I held on to a lot of things too. Like I held mm-hmm. on to feelings and opinions because I didn't want to get exploded on by you. Like I didn't want to receive bursts of anger. Like I never felt like I could speak my piece. I felt like I wasn't being heard, so I would just get louder. Yeah. So neither of us felt like we were being heard, and I think that's pretty common. I th- and it's really hard to get out of that tangle when it's just going back and forth. You aren't feeling heard, so you keep pushing against me, and then I am not hearing you, but I'm responding to you with my anger my frustration my wants my needs so then you just push back you're telling me all the things that you want but what about me i'm not being 
considered here and it's just back and forth back and forth so I don't even know how we really got out of that tangle I think it took that time apart I just think it's the time apart and then like also like me having the time to observe everything I was going through and again I, I think I just learned to communicate better yeah I think I learned to communicate better as well a lot of it is understanding that you it's so hard to it's a weird concept to i guess try to explain but when a therapist says that i'm responsible for my own feelings and you're responsible for your own feelings and you can't make me feel something i think that's such a crock of shit man And I, th- that, I, I think hear, there's like a 50-50 on that. Whenever I hear a therapist say that, I'm like, mm, I don't know about that one. I sort of agree. I think there's a 50-50 to it. Maybe, but like there are certainly things people can do to impact yes. someone else's feelings. Yes. 100%. So like whenever I hear a therapist say that, it's bullshit. And then like this is where like, uh, like the lines of like good therapist versus bad therapist, right? Because it's like, I hear a therapist say that and they're like, okay, cool. Well, now now someone in the relationship is going to use that as ammunition the next time we get into a fucking fight. Which, I think we which did we use, it as, use it as. I don't as make you feel anything. I'm like, okay. Like, sure. So now now I'm being de- like now now my feelings, now I'm not validated. Yeah. But right? I think the point is that no, you. I know what the point is, but the point the point that I'm making is is that it's bullshit because human beings aren't fucking computer programs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can fucking tell someone that no one can make you feel a particular way. It's the same way. Like, you can control your feelings. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I can control my feelings. Sure. Sure, I can decide whether or not I want to get pissed off about this one thing or not. But when when there are feelings involved, feelings that are complicated, like love and shit like that, of course, things that are said and done are going to carry weight. Of course. So it's like to say that is, in my opinion, just is fucking bullshit. And it's an unfair statement to be like, I, I don't make you feel anyway. Um, well, let's take yesterday, for example. Okay the argument that we had yesterday you were frustrating me mm-hmm. and i could either have responded the way i did mm-hmm. which was which was how was i <laughs> I, I don't know how were you i you were you were pissy yeah, I took my headphones yeah, off. Yeah, you were pissy, and you got up, and you paraded around, and then you I got didn't a, parade and around. Then a, and then you got in the shower. And yeah, because I w- needed a sh- I was like, fine, well, we're not recording, mm-hmm. so I may and as then, well. And then you came out here, and then I got on you the computer. You participated in this. I got on the computer. No, you gave me a hard time about going in the bedroom and being alone. Okay, yeah. And then when I was like, okay, he, in my head, I'm like, okay, he's right. Like, I'm making this worse by just continuing to separate us and stew in this and then I came out here to sit on the couch and be with you and you decided that you were gonna go play on the computer I and then and then then played and then you got upset and then you went and watched uh, stuff on the iPod in the bedroom yeah but 
But here's the thing, like I, you, you suspected that I wanted you to come out. You asked me, oh, so you're not gonna be out here? Why, you're not gonna hang yeah. out with me? So I, I didn't suspect so, anything. So that's just me asking a question. And you, I don't even remember what you said, but like, this is why I decided to get on the computer. I'm like, okay, well, if you're just gonna go off do your thing, I'm gonna go on the computer because honestly, I didn't feel like hanging out with you at that moment anyway. Then why'd you ask me if I was gonna be, come spend time? What, you don't wanna be around me? Well, no, not really. I think I was you, just trying to give you shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess maybe I proved myself wrong because you did make me feel some type of way and you, you... yeah exactly that's what i'm saying like that that yeah shit but you right did it there, on purpose yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then because oh i mean because can't. i'm a human being and we do things out of spite sometimes because we feel things a very particular way um it's quite petty yeah <laughs> And I don't know Which why. is why I came I out why. here, because I was like, you know what? It is petty to go go in the bedroom yeah. and separate myself. He's I right. Don't know, I don't know why. I don't know why I do these things. Maybe you should think about it and investigate that. I don't know why. Feels good. Yeah, maybe. The dig at him. <laughs> <laughs> it really wasn't that big of an argument. It, it was just a... Bad of an argument. No, it was oh. just an irritation at each other, really. Mm-hmm. And we live in a tiny apartment, so there's really no getting away from each other when we're in. It's not that tiny. It's pretty. It's like s- a normal sized apartment. We have one. It's a it's a one bedroom, one bathroom. So it's like a, yeah, it's a but we like, live in like one long box, and then we yeah, have our living room and our it's kitchen. It's basically our, a tiny home. It's all our living room and kitchen is all in one. Yeah, it's basically a, a tiny home. As is his computer and my computer and the TV and the couch. And then the only room to get away... We only have one living space. Yeah. The only way to get away is to go in the bedroom, Mm -hmm. which is also not that large. Mm -mm. You can go on the balcony. Oh, that's true. It's really hot out, though. Yeah, it has been hot out. But to my point, like, I I feel like that saying, no one makes you feel anything. I think that's a bullshit statement. I I think you can practice for sure, like, not getting to a certain space when you feel a particular way or you can like observe that instead of just like going right into like the negative spaces but you know like that takes practice to get there yeah i would say i try to think of what it's triggering in me and why it's upsetting me so that way it's not just it gives it more context when i'm talking to you i think when i have an explanation on where my feeling is coming from or why it could be triggered the way it is it's a lot easier for you to receive because it makes it less about you mm-hmm. and more about kind of what's going on within me that you have now triggered mm-hmm. so you're not necessarily making me feel that way it's the situation that is bringing something up in me i think right. is what is the intent I don't know if that's the intent behind it, but I would say like, that's that's what I would say is the real thing happening is that yeah. you're having an emotional response to uh, a behavior that someone is doing that you have experienced in your life and it is making you act or feel a particular way. And so it's just 
naturally within you to so it takes time to yeah because it is a solidified behavior yeah if someone had like a, a healthy example of how to argue with someone and that would be like all right well this is how i'm viewing or feeling in this particular moment it has nothing to do with you uh i i just don't have the capacity to deal with this right now so if you don't mind like that was another piece that was always hard for that was for us because you need space and i very much was like i need this to be fixed right now and that would escalate our arguments like crazy because you really just wanted to be left alone and the more i yeah that would annoy the shit out of me yeah the more i because i would would tap out of the conversation like all right like i'm done with this conversation but you made it about you made about I, I was done with the conversation because I wanted to be done with the conversation and I didn't want to have the conversation. Like it was always a, it was always because you would never let me get out of the situation because I was the one deciding to, to end the conversation on my terms. And that was what you didn't like about it because like, oh, well you got to say what you want to say and now the conversation's over. Yeah, I mean the conversation should have been over, but we also didn't solve anything in Mm -hmm. those kinds of conversations yeah i think we've gotten so much better i mean last night would have been i mean we've only had like one crazy argument in the last one or two crazy arguments in the last four or five years yeah it's i mark our marriage as no i would say the last big argument we got into (laughs) was the one after thanksgiving last year oh that was yeah. like the first big one in a while though yeah yep sometimes i still hold on to that and then we got into a fight again after that about the same shit yeah it was like a week-long fight yeah <laughs> oh man i don't think we ever really resolved it to be honest yeah we did did we yeah Okay. I think our. I, I think we we might have agreed to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. We've gotten I, the turning point. Like I said, for me was when you acknowledged all that we had gone through and what I had. I don't want to say put up with, but put up with. Mm-hmm. Not to say that you didn't put up with anything, but like we were both equally, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, we would equally disregard each other. Mm -hmm. And then after the big blow up, like either we're staying together or we're getting divorced from here during that Christmas, that's kind of where I think things turned around for us. We both had the opportunity to reflect on ourselves and you i do remember you asking me to give you the grace to know that you know things were one way before but you're actively trying to change them and i had to make the decision Mm -hmm. at that point in time to let things go Mm -hmm. regardless of what the pattern had been in the past because you did have a pattern there i mean there Mm -hmm. are pat we had a pattern and i had to let that go and I remember 
we had an argument not too long after you got back and it was something about me and you were holding me responsible or holding an old grudge against me and i remember looking at you and saying you asked me for the same grace mm -hmm. i need you to give me the same mm -hmm. so we had to basically start over and but with a history mm -hmm. and in but the key was that we both did actually make strides to change. Yeah. And not just saying, I need you to believe me. We really yeah, no, did. There, yeah, there was actions that we were taking to work on ourselves. Yeah. So we could make the relationship work. Well, I don't have much more to say. Neither do I. This is a good chat with you mm -hmm. I'm glad we got through that I think it made us a lot stronger to know that we could get through that shit yeah I think so too together forever yeah <laughs> alright okay I love you I love you too toodles see ya thanks puzzle pieces for tuning in and listening following liking commenting we see it all and we yeah. appreciate it yeah all right thank you bye bye